0: Hello welcome to the LDS Study Session with Come, Follow Me. Uh, I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and welcome to episode 224, uh, where we are going to be continuing to look at our Come, Follow Me study for this week, the week being uh, the January the 6th to January the 12th, covering First Nephi chapters 1 through 7, I Will Go and Do. Uh, and we are now looking at the section in the personal study, uh, which focuses on 1 Nephi chapter 1, verses 7 through to 15, the book of mormon testifies of jesus christ now before i jump into that there's a few things i wanted to pick out from the verses preceding that obviously 1 nephi chapter 1 verse 1 which uh, jokingly is often referred to as the most read scripture in the church of jesus christ of latter day saints as uh, many individuals begin their reading of the book of mormon there and then you know they may stop partway through and then come back to the start again here we are reading this verse but however it is a pact with so many principles uh, and I wanted to have a look at actually something that I heard on the Interpreter uh, podcast, uh, which I thought was very fascinating. That um, you know, I've started this Book of Mormon study, and I've invited myself to look at the personal ministry of the Savior uh, throughout the book, uh, where he actually deals with them directly. And straight away, Nephi talks about being highly favored of the Lord. Straight away, we see that he is here in this book with these people. Now, this word "favored" may uh, cause a bit of uh, uncomfort or discomfort. Uncomfort, is not even a word. Discomfort uh, to some people. Why would he be favoured? You know, how can you be favoured? It doesn't that seem a bit unfair that the Lord favours certain people? Well, we can look at this word favoured and and also replace it with the word graced, um, and so it's it's the idea that he has been given support and strength by the Lord, and of course, as we'll find, uh, that will be for certain reasons. Um, but well what, I, what else I liked about this is that um first Nephi chapter one, verse one also uh just straight away brings in principles that are important to the to the uh, the plan and we we learned last week about how the Book of Mormon testifies of God's plan. Well here in within verse one we see this plan uh, we see the creation, we see that Nephi was born of goodly parents and taught somewhat. Uh, by his father so the creation is, is the beginning is the is the genesis uh, of nephi and that is what that is in that first part of the verse. then we move on to the fall uh he saw many afflictions in his days and we know that because of the fall there are afflictions in the world for all mankind uh, and then uh, we move on to the atonement nevertheless having been highly favored of the lord in all my days so the strength and the enabling power which is what grace it could also mean the enabling power or strength of the Lord has brought him through. Um, and then we see uh, the veil uh, as he moves toward the end of this verse. Um, yea, having had a great knowledge of the goodness and the mysteries of God. Uh, so he will, or we all will, at once, st- at one stage, know uh, many of the, the goodness and the mysteries of God as we pass through the veil. Uh, I just thought that was a fascinating look at that first verse that straight away, not only are we learning of Jesus Christ, favoring Nephi or strengthening Nephi, but we are also learning that God's plan is real and is there and is evident uh, in the life of Nephi in this one verse, uh, never mind in all of our lives. Uh, And so that was uh, was fascinating uh, to to learn about. So I wanted to share that with you. Um, Also, before we jump into the, the main focus of 7 to 15, I want to talk a little bit about Lehi uh, and about his origin uh, and also why um, in verse 2 Nephi is making a record in the language of his father which consists of the learning of the Jews and the language of the Egyptians. Why the Egyptians? It seems pretty random. Well, contextually, uh, Jerusalem at the time uh, were making trades and um, getting support from the land of Egypt, which is partially... Why the Babylonians eventually, very, well, say eventually very soon after this time in six hundred B.C. Uh, do attack, invade, and uh, occupy and conquer uh, Jerusalem? Because Jerusalem is strengthening Egypt, and Egypt and Babylon at this time are kind of two contending superpowers, and Jerusalem is kind of caught in the middle of this. Uh, and Jerusalem obviously are allied with um, Egypt um, due to historical ac- accounts of trading and dealings and things like that. And so Babylon goes in and conquers Jerusalem, uh, cutting, well, drawing strength to them and cutting off strength from Egypt. Now, what is interesting is that it seems that Lehi must have been some sort of uh, merchant or trader uh, with the land of Egypt. And there's a couple of reasons for this. One, obviously, in verse two, uh, that he has the language of the Egyptians. Why would he have the language of the Egyptians unless he dealt with them on a regular basis? also, the names of his four sons, uh, Laman and Lemuel, are, are have Arabic or Hebrew uh, origins, but the name Sam, not shortened from Samuel, Samuel is obviously a, a Hebrew name, but the name Sam, uh, as it was, because it's important that, that he's not just given that nickname, that's his name, Sam. And also the name Nephi uh, are of uh, potentially Egyptian uh, origins, which is, again, interesting. Um, also the fact that, as we know in First verse, verse Nephi chapter 3, they must have been a fairly wealthy family, uh, for if they thought they could use the gold and silver to buy the plates of brass off Laban, they must have had some sort of substantial wealth, and traders and merchants were pretty uh, well, well off in these days. And then the final point is that actually, Lehi goes with his family into the wilderness, and uh, he seems to know where he's going to begin with. It seems that, you know, if they start their journey into the wilderness... Uh, and of course, if, if at least three days goes past, and then of course Nephi and his brothers are, are asked to go and get the plates of brass. And then we don't know how much longer, uh, at least I, haven't, um, I can't remember, uh, but then they're asked to go back to get uh, Ishmael and his family. And then of course we have the whole um, e- explaining of the tree of life, which of course could have taken place when they were stationary at one point in the desert. But the fact of the matter is they weren't given direction um, because then after that, that's when they received the Liahona, to give them direction through the wilderness uh, and they're not given that direction straight away, they're only given that once they've taken a few days journey into the wilderness, which suggests to me that Lehi knows some of the routes but then of course he reaches a point where he may not be as familiar uh, and then there, there they are given the Liahona uh, so that all of that points to uh, him being some sort of trader or merchant with the Egyptians hence the reformed Egyptian language used in the Book of Mormon now um, now, I actually want to look at verses 7 to 15. Basically, this is a wonderful vision that Lehi has of the Savior. Savior he, he describes it in verse 9. Um, and it came to pass that he saw one descending out of the midst of heaven, and he beheld that his luster was above that of the, noon sun, at the sun at noonday. Um, he is then given a prophecy that Jerusalem will be destroyed, and he has to, and he has to teach that to the people. But then in verse 14, it says this. And it came to pass that when my father had read and seen many great and marvellous things, he did exclaim many things unto the Lord. Now I'm going to pause there. Firstly, uh, the point that we do not have everything in the scriptures. It often says that there are many things that were said that cannot be written. Uh, or, or like in this verse, he, saw, he had read and seen many great and marvellous things, which suggests that there are things other than, the, other than the things that we have got in this record uh, which were great and marvellous. Uh, And then it carries on, such as Great and marvellous are thy works, O Lord God Almighty. Thy throne is high in the heavens, and thy power and goodness and mercy are over all the inhabitants of the earth. And because thou art merciful, thou wilt not suffer those who come unto thee that they shall perish. So here we are, 14 verses into the Book of Mormon, and already we see uh, examples of the Lord ministering and strengthening and favouring Nephi. And then we also see the Lord. Uh, teaching and ministering to lehi in a dream because um you know 14 verses in and already we see these these two great um strengths to these two individuals i love how lehi uses the phrase come unto thee uh, which obviously come follow me" is a very similar invitation uh, with similar um, words in it um, and so that's that's quite nice to see But also it's not just the fact that there is great power in the Savior's ministry, but also uh, that he he ministers to all. Um, In a talk in April 2006 called All Men Everywhere, Dallin H. Oaks said this, One of the things I learned in this most recent reading of the Book of Mormon was how much God loves all of his children in every nation. In the first chapter, Father Lehi praises the Lord, whose power and goodness and mercy are over all the inhabitants of the earth. Again and again, the Book of Mormon teaches that the gospel of Jesus Christ is universal in its promise and effect, reaching out to all who ever live on the earth, close There is a great power, but also universality uh, to, the, to the strength and power that Jesus Christ gives, and the Book of Mormon already in this first couple of um, parts of Nephi's introduction and then Lehi's first initial dealings uh, in Jerusalem with the Lord demonstrate this. I hope that you've enjoyed the study today. If there's anything that you've been studying, I'd love to hear it at MattSRoberts90 or email me at ldstudysession at at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time, and until we meet again.